The festive season is upon us and everyone is busy decorating their homes and shopping for the big day. However, from wrapping paper and packaging to fairy lights, fireworks and Christmas trees, our Christmas customs generate a lot of waste and have a significant environmental impact. I'm Hermine and in this episode, our journalists speak to people from all over the EU with a special focus on Europe's blogging community. They are full of suggestions on how we can celebrate more sustainably. And let's start with the iconic Christmas tree. The use of trees in rituals and decorations dates back to ancient times. Yet this practice only became associated with Christmas in the 16th century. It is now firmly rooted in our European traditions, if you'll pardon the pun. So many of us strongly associate Christmas with putting up a tree and decorating it with lights and baubles. But this generates a lot of waste of various types, even in a country of just 10 million people. As Joana Guerra-Tadeu, Portuguese economist and climate influencer, tells Cristina Nascimento at Radio Renascença. We throw away 1,200 tons of Christmas trees every year. That's a lot of pine trees. Whatever you do, if you have an artificial tree, make it last. We throw away 54 tons of fairy lights in Portugal. First, ask people to take these lights to an electrical recycling point when they want to get rid of them. Also, remember that they can often be repaired. So before throwing them away, try to fix them. If you do throw Christmas lights away, buy LED fairy lights next time. They use 80% less energy than other lights. In Portugal, we also throw away 12 million rolls of wrapping paper every year. For those of us for whom Christmas just wouldn't be Christmas without a real tree in the living room, there are a few things to consider when we go out to find one. Michał Strakowski, our colleague at Polsti Radio, asked writer, journalist and expert on Polish culture Sylvia Stano for some tips. Firstly, she says... Make sure that it comes from a certified plantation and not from the wild. As around 5 million Christmas trees are sold in Poland every year, we can make sure that it comes from a Christmas tree plantation. In other words, that the tree is grown in a place where wildlife is not impacted. Secondly, it should be a plantation that's close to us, so the tree does not need to travel very far. And this will also, to some extent, reduce the carbon footprint. A third solution is a Christmas tree that can be replanted. This seems to be the ideal solution. We can borrow a Christmas tree for Christmas and then give it back, replant it. However, firs and spruces have a root system that very often gets damaged in a pot, so the tree just doesn't take again. So we should also make sure that the Christmas tree has been potted straight away and has its root system intact. But Alin Mosh, who runs Romania's Apuseni Natural Park, a protected area of land that is home to a number of large carnivores, warns your colleagues at Radio Romagna that planting your old Christmas tree in this forest would not be such a boon to nature. On the contrary, if the tree comes from a different region, it may even pose a threat. If we don't know exactly where these potted trees come from and we bring them to a protected area, wanting to do a good deed and plant them there so that they can contribute to the consolidation of that forest, if they genetically come from somewhere else, it could be that in time, and we're talking about decades or centuries here, they will contribute to the weakening of the local gene pool. So is it actually better to opt for an artificial tree? Our Estonian colleague Mart Wagner from Kukuradio asked Lisa Avik, a waste reduction trainer and blogger, 
Adsule to drink. The Christmas tree is a recurring question. Should you use an artificial tree or a real tree? Both have their pros and cons. If you have an artificial tree at home already, then you should certainly use it. Usually we have a real Christmas tree, but then we use decorations from the Soviet era and some that date back to the first Estonian Republic. So we use the decorations we already have at home and don't try to follow the trends by buying new ones from the shops every year. And we all know there's nothing more stylish than retro decor in any case. Rada Boneva, a Bulgarian eco-blogger and sustainable lifestyle influencer with almost 40,000 followers, adds that there are also low-impact and no-impact ways of refreshing your Christmas decoration year-on-year, as she tells BNR. The Christmas decorations I use are all handmade by Bulgarian artists. I prefer to make the rest of the decorations myself, by using dried oranges or twigs from the park, for example, and tablecloths made of natural materials that brighten up my decor. There are so many options available. It's important that we act responsibly and sustainably. It is up to us to preserve nature. A sentiment echoed by German blogger Monika Gomert, who ensures she keeps the three R's in mind, reduce, reuse and recycle, when decking the halls for Christmas. She's talking to Zina Volgham at IMS. Als nachhaltige Idee zu Weihnachten gehört für mich vor allem auch dazu, dass wir Dinge aus den Vorjahren wiederverwenden. For us, a sustainable idea for Christmas is to reuse things from previous years. A few years ago, we put a lot of effort into making advent calendars for the children, and we use them again every year, simply refilling the bags so that we don't have to make new calendars every time. And the candles that we put on the advent wreath never burn down in one season. There's always something left over. So before we buy four new candles, we use the candles from the previous year until there is really nothing left. Yet the decorations themselves are far from the only consideration. Those twinkling fairy lights adorning public buildings and private homes alike also consume a large amount of energy. This has a considerable cost implication, particularly at the moment, as Romanian MEP Julio Wingler points out to our colleagues in Bucharest, not to mention a significant environmental impact. I think we have to think about savings, because the situation we're in is really unprecedented in terms of the scale of electricity bills, in terms of the expenses that we have to rationalize. I say this from the perspective of a private citizen or family who makes certain decisions related to the holidays. But there is also a need for economy, rationalization from a public perspective. On the other hand, it is a holiday. Christmas does not come around every month. It's just once a year, these winter holidays, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day and so on. So I think that the desire of those local authorities who want to mark this moment is natural and positive. And the decision to do an analysis is also natural. Of course, after the decorating comes the celebrating, which takes us on to gifts, gifts and gifts galore. Not only do we often find ourselves buying for the sake of buying, offering unnecessary, even unwanted presents, just because it's the done thing. But in our busy modern lives, we tend to save time by using online shopping platforms with home delivery 
and these have a large carbon footprint. What with packaging, fuel and so on. Our colleague Giulia Cannizzaro, at Radio 24 in Italy, asked green influencer Daria Falconi if there is any way out of this downward spiral. Falconi, whose YouTube channel is called Daria al Naturale, thinks there is. In my opinion, yes. And essentially there are two options. Either not to exchange any presents at all and simply accept the fact that the only thing that matters at Christmas is acknowledging how lucky we are and being grateful every day for what we have and what we are, for living in this part of the world and for the ability to hug one another again. This may sound like a trivial thing, but actually after COVID, I think and hope that people have come to understand how important it is not to take anyone for granted. The other option is to give a present that has no impact on the environment, such as making a donation to an Italian charity, an animal shelter, for example. There are so many of them. And finally, Lithuania's Yeva Dolia, author of the Every Special Day blog, highlights one of the perhaps less obvious consequences of our Christmas carousing, noting that the Yuletide season is responsible for generating mountains of food waste. In a conversation with Ginora Diaz, Dolia urges us all to put people at the heart of our Christmas festivities instead of a table full of food. First of all, I think planning and organization is probably the most important thing, as it is with everything. It's important to start thinking about it earlier so you don't have to run around the shops at the last minute. There might be things that you can't find in the supermarket at the last minute. I've been there. And when you don't make something the way you planned, you'll really have leftovers. The most important thing to remember is what the holidays are really about. Not just gifts, not just food, it's more about being together. This is why I always think, and I encourage others to do the same, about things to do together with our loved ones and relatives. Not just sitting around the table eating. Maybe somebody will need to be persuaded, maybe someone will feel a bit uncomfortable. But I'm talking about a few games, a few stories. Some things might need to be prepared first. But it's usually a lot of fun, and the table is no longer the highlight, so there's less danger of overeating and wasting food. Well, that is certainly food for thought. So as we come to the end of this episode and this year, let me take this opportunity, on behalf of all of us at Euronet Plus, to wish you a wonderful festive season full of love and laughter. And join us again in 2023.